January 11, 2023. It's a Watt for Pedro show. Wij vroegen hem toen naar het geheim van zijn dubbeltoontechniek. The same way that uh, guys used to make the things they call freak notes on the sax, you know, mm-hmm. like you make one note, then you make it another finger for the same note. Mm-hmm. It's the same principle, and only like you this this time you uh, you 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 listen for the notes split, and you allow it to split. See, like the other way, the the the, the idea was just to get another sound for the same note, and that's the way you you can play it that way too. But if also if you listen. For a slight split in it, and you can vary your lip. Usually, I use loosen mine, you know. And so the, and it the, read, it, the read technique is it something to do with it too. Hmm, the read? Yeah, it has something to do with the lip and, and the uh, split finger. Just a minute. For Pedro Show, happy Wednesday. We started off the third. We started off with <laughs> John Cole. You know, I've only been doing the show 21 years, uh, eight <laughs> months now. I'm still blowing fucking clams. Yeah. <laughs> so we started off. You can hear that laughing, people. You can tell I'm not man alone because of those Skype engineers from Estonia. We got. 
uh, Myra Keys. Welcome aboard, Myra. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, let's tell people what we heard. Uh, start off the show with John Coltrane talking to Michael DeRoyter, November 19, 1961, about some saxophone t technique. And then we had Resurrection by Myra Keys. Myra. Oh, yeah. yeah, we have to give credit to Brother Alex for the most essential connect. Yes. And uh, what I want to ask you is, please, can you please bring your earliest musical recollection? My earliest musical recollection? Um, I've grown up mus around music all my life. Um, my dad is a musician, so I was always around music as a kid. Um, and I used to sing background vocals in his band, and I think that was my earliest moment of um, professionalism music-wise. Uh, and I was just really into to bands like The Beatles and Todd Rundgren and Wings and that kind of thing. And from there, I was kind of able to delve into music on my own and kind of branch out in my own direction, and, and it's led me here. Okay, so... What kind of musician was he? What did he play? He plays guitar. He's a singer-songwriter. He sings. He's in a band. Um, yeah. No, I asked that because in the pad you grew up probably was a guitar, right? What? In the pad you grew up, there probably was a guitar. Yeah, yeah, lots of guitar. Well, did you jump on it? I started with piano, actually. I was classically trained piano. Ah, um, so besides the guitar, there was a piano. Was there a lot of musical instruments in the pad you grew yes, up? Yes, okay. lots of musical instruments. I didn't pick up the guitar until I was in middle school, but yeah, piano was first. I'm I'm, I'm curious. Was the piano your idea? It was not my idea, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm thankful for it. So many guests <laughs> I've had on the show, Amara, and... Uh, Sometimes the piano lesson experience is the worst thing in the world. They yeah. almost wanted to run away. Yeah, you had like you had the same. What I've what I've noticed it's not the idea of the lesson so much. It's the teacher. I mean, yes. I think there's some kind of skill involved, and a lot of people don't have them. I agree. I I honestly hated it when I did it, but I'm very grateful that I did it because I. I'm thankful for the music theory background, and I think it's been really helpful in learning guitar and bass. So. Okay, and uh, what about the first record you bought with your own money? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. I think um, hmm, I was really into Nirvana when I was first buying vinyls and also David Bowie. I think the first one was probably Aladdin Sane by Bowie. You know, because you ain't got a lot of money when you're a kid, so that's why I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about the first gig you went and saw? Maybe your pops, huh? First gig, um, I think it was the Lemonheads. I oh, saw Evan. Yeah, Evan. I saw okay. them when I was eight, I think, eight or nine. Okay, and uh, that's pretty good first gig. Yeah, it was great. Eight or nine, how'd you know about him? <laughs> My dad liked him. Oh, ah, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, there's all what kinds of ways of getting turned on to new stuff. So yeah. what about it? Let me ask you about school. Were you in the choir, the marching band, or shit like that? I was not. I was not musically involved at school. It was definitely an outside of school thing. Okay, that's okay. I was. Was there a music program at your school? Because a lot of schools got rid of that shit. Yeah, there was a music program. It was okay. It wasn't the greatest thing, but yeah, I wasn't a part of it. But yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I'm just curious. And uh, what about the thing? Now, I don't mean graduating, but after school in the afternoon, where 
the garage band, the basement band, the bedroom band. Did you do that? Yeah, I'm in a band called Rot, and we, we've been playing music for about a year I got now. some Rot. Uh, Alex sent me some Rot. We're going to play at the end of the show. It's spelled yeah. trippy, people. <laughs> Easy find with the search engine. Smart move. <laughs> it's like phonetic, right? R-A-W-T. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Now, how old were you guys when you made that band? Uh, my best friend and I formed it when we were 16, and we recorded our EP at 16 and 17. She was 17, and we released it about a year ago. And were you guys, co- was it her brand or both your bands? We went into it without any really intention of us being a band. We just wanted to make music together, and then it kind of flourished into a really cool thing, and we found a drummer and started playing gigs, and we're still doing it, and we love it. What I mean is... Uh... You didn't sing all the songs, but you sang some of them, right? Yeah, some of them. We both sang. So you kind of were like co-leaders of the band? Yeah, we wrote together. We still write together. It was definitely a collaborative effort. And then, and then those songs for Rot, were those some of the first songs you wrote? Uh, no, I've been writing since middle school. I've always been writing. But, well, let's uh, go back to the guitar. When did you first get on the guitar? Or did you write songs for piano? Yeah, I did I did write little songs when I was a kid on piano. I think that was kind of where I started. Um and I didn't start writing on guitar until like I was in high school. Um I just didn't feel comfortable on it. I'm very self taught on guitar, so it was easier for me to write on piano. Um, so you never but, had lessons. Your pop never showed you anything? He did. I took lessons for a little while but oh, okay. I didn't enjoy it. Um so yeah, mainly self. And what was your first guitar? Was it an acoustic? Yes, acoustic was my first. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people do that. Yeah. And then, then you moved on to an electric, got an amp. and Yeah, yeah. I'm curious, whose pad did you practice at? I just practiced at home. No, I mean the the rot band, though. Oh, we, um, we've we bounced around a lot. We Usually the drummers, to... right? Yes, we do practice <laughs> the drummers now. <laughs> you don't want to wait forever for the guy to set up and tear it out. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So they have the most blessed parents. Yes. 100%. <laughs> most open-minded, tolerant. Yeah. And, uh, okay, you know what? I want to play. You gave me some. Uh, well, Axe flowed me some music from the new EP. So I want to play Girl Re- Reimagine. Yes.
night turns black I close my eyes And picture you Do you see What I see in you Do you see in me What I see in you Fade away Won't you fade away Just fade away Me and you Fade away Won't you fade away Just fade away Me and you Won't 
melhor em estar só é estar bem consigo mesmo Saber também deixar passar pra passar bem Melhor em estar só é estar bem consigo mesmo Mesmo sabendo que é difícil, faça o bem
Words fleeting. 
wishing in desperation could we go away sometime? Speeding, feeling all we are at once. I'm For Pedro Show, that chunk of music started off with Myra Keys doing Girl Reimagined. And then, brand new from Medela Mead, Vodasavratis Ties. Got a Hungarian Slovak trip there. Interesting. Uh, brand new from Kit Grill, Fade Away. Uh, latest album from Puppet Midnight in England, Woodland. Woodland fire destroying birds' nests atop Corstorphine Hill. Corstorphine Hill. Yeah. Threw me. Puppet Midnight. And then Primitive Ignorant after that with Last in the Riot, which is the Sword Sound System Rebirth. In parentheses, people. Got a footnote in it, huh? Then we had the a vast tight string conspiracy out of North Carolina doing the Texas sweats. Nevelton. This is a cat who divides his time between Italy and Brazil. I think born in Brazil. So, Bombas Prendon from their latest release, brand new, D.C. area, Electric Forestry, and finally Renaissance from Myra Keys. Okay. Can you remember the first rock gig? First rock gig was uh, not quite a year ago. Um, and it was honestly like, I think it was my best gig I've ever played. I think that we were just so stoked to be playing. Um, there was a lot of adrenaline and like we all played really, really well. And it was, it was packed and it was a lot of fun. It was what, one of our, what was it? A club? It was this little venue. Um, yeah, it was all ages. In Portland? Yeah, I remember when I first used to play Portland, and there was only one club, Satirica. <laughs> yeah, Pretty. now there's like a buttload and stuff. But in yeah. the old days, right, like the Wipers days, yeah, there was <laughs> one club. This guy named uh, George ran it. He looked, he spit an image of Carlos Santana. D. Boom went through the stage, he kept playing <laughs> up to his armpits. Oh my God! And kind of a rough hood where it was too. That's funny. Yeah, so. I, I don't think it's open anymore, though. <laughs> Satyricon, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so, so this gig, the first ride gig, was a success. It was. It was. It was really exciting. We were very excited afterwards. Yeah. Now, did you guys uh, record yourself? Um, we recorded at a studio. Oh, because I'm thinking of like you know the four track and stuff. Yeah. Well, nowadays, yeah. people with pewters, they can yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, but you went to a studio, and was yeah. it like playing a gig in front of the microphones? No, we. It was before we could even play live, so we kind of pieced. Oh, it was before the yeah. gig. Yes, okay. it was. 
So you pieced it together. We did. We pieced it. We didn't really know what we were doing. It was our first time, like, with full control. Yeah, you learned by yeah. by doing it. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. But, but was there some cats at the studio help, like an engineer man or something? Yeah, our our dads are both musicians, so they were there. And they, oh, oh, they were there. Okay, yeah. so your pop's been part of your... Okay, that's yes. great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and how does he find your style? How does what? How does he find your style? He's so supportive. He's always been okay. extremely... Because something, you know, I had a sound man. And he went to high school with Barry Gordy's son. Barry Gordy uh-huh. said, you're not getting in the business. <laughs> like, he didn't want competition <laughs> from his own son. Oh, my God. And he finally ended up getting... Remember that song? It was kind of a disco song. And they were called L.A.M., you know, laughing my ass off or some shit. He had big uh-huh. fro and glasses. Yeah, that was Barry Gordy's son. And my buddy <laughs> Steve Reed went to high school. Yeah, and his pop didn't want him compete with that's so funny yeah so i'm glad to hear your pop ain't so insecure like that no so okay so rock pieces together the album and then does the gig what what do you guys do do you you go on tour i mean you were still 15 16 right yeah we're we're all 18 now so we've been really okay so this was just recently yeah this is you talk very uh Mature, man. When I was your age, I talked like a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, okay. So this was just a couple of years ago. So, of course, yeah. you couldn't tour while you're still in high school. No, no, no touring. Yeah, yeah. But gigs around Portland and stuff, right? Yeah, we played a ton of gigs this summer, constantly. And, again. like, the gig never got, no one ever quit. You just put it on hold while you did a, a woman alone thing? Yeah, we we switched drummers in the middle, um, but yeah, ever ever since we switched drummers, we've just been having a really really good time. So, I'm wondering uh, influences like for singing for guitar. Uh-huh. Does your pop figure in? Does what? Your father does he figure in? Is that like an influence? Oh or yeah. Or do you have? No. A, or you want to tell me about other ones? I have a lot. I think my dad has always been my number one influence. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I've always looked up to him, but I think right now, vocally, um, like Fiona Apple is a big one for me. Oh, yeah. Um, Cocktoo Twins, that kind of thing. Oh, uh, wow. Old days. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I mean, they're incredible. I know a lot of actually women who are yes. fans of that band through all the years. Yeah. I think they're still going even. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's beautiful. And uh, what about when it comes to guitar? Guitar, I think, like, Jeff Buckley is my number one guitar influence. I knew him. <laughs> really? He was a really sweet guy. Oh, my yeah. God. You knew him? That's yeah. Insane. He had oh. the most intense voice. It reminded yeah. me a little Amazing. Jimmy Scott, you know? Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you know of this jazz singer, but... Uh, uh-uh. He was a guy, he was Lionel Hampton's singer in the late 40s. He yeah. had a weird trip, a genetic thing. Where he didn't go through puberty. So oh, it was really? like he had a woman's voice. Yeah, you know. Interesting. And then, get this, he ends up like a bellhop in a tell in Cleveland huh. for like years. And then he gets rediscovered. And that's when I saw him. Raymond really? Bone brought me. Yeah, and he got signed and made another album. Like, But for like, there was like 30 years where he was a bellhop. Huh. <laughs> Little Jimmy Scott. Trip, check him out. But Jeff yeah, was well. a really sweet guy. His pop was a musician, but kind of out of his head. But Jeff was just the most... He's good friends with the Fishbone guys. 
Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, I guess, went swimming in the Mississippi with yeah. boots on. Yeah. Baracho, so yeah. maybe we can learn from that and not try that. <laughs> but, I mean, he was the sweetest soul. You would have dug him. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's he awesome. really was. Like, the way his music is, it was kind of mm-hmm. like his personality. It wasn't Jekyll and Hyde thing. Yeah. More like his pop. Wow, okay, so he, he's a big influence on your singing, okay. Yes, big time. Yeah, and his song, right. Yeah. I mean, that guy always had a nice word for you, always made time for you. He was a great Aww. cat, really great cat. He so lost cool. Him way too young. Yep. By the way, speaking of losing people, old friend of mine, John DeFreeze from Agitpop, 61 years old. So, oh. you just never know. Yeah, you never know. How about that? So we we try to pack it in. And yeah. uh, when did you guys make the decision that you're going to put Rod on the back uh, burner? Um, I mean we're still we're still going with it. You yeah, know? I know, uh, I know. But you want to do a Michelle? Uh, I mean, a Myra Keys thing, right? Yeah, I, I was kind of I, this opportunity to record this album just kind of popped up out of nowhere and it was oh okay it wasn't planned it was just opportunity okay yeah totally totally it was very spontaneous and Um, who's your partner who's the other lady in the band of rod yeah uh ella van skoik and ella so she's pretty up my so she never thought as saw it as a threat or something just putting it off oh no not at all she's also one of my major inspirations she's been beside me music wise all my life so she's very very supportive of me well what was the first song you wrote for you only did five tunes what was the first one you did i wrote renaissance when i was 15 so that was that was the first one which is like a rebirth and if you're reborn at 15 that's pretty fucking good (laughs) (laughs) real good (laughs) and uh It's like like Europe waking up from the dark ages, right? Yeah. Is, yeah. is that how you felt? Um, that song, I honestly don't even really remember writing it. I don't even know what it's about. But <laughs> well, let young. me ask you this about your songwriting thing: Do, do you yeah. keep a notebook of words, or do you write on demand? Like, I need words for this song, so I got come up. Or do you have a big old trove? Um, I. Definitely just write as I'm writing. I usually write the instruments first and the melody and then kind of put the lyrics in there afterwards. Title last? Yeah. Yeah. Almost everybody asks says that because Watt has to put the title first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just do because I need really? to focus. Yeah. But everybody's different with this thing. That's why I'm curious yeah. about it. Yes. Did you make demos? Um. I went in when I was 15 to the studio that we recorded the rot stuff at and I, I recorded a few like piano demos and Renaissance was one of those demos. And that version actually ended up on Girl Reimagined, um, which was unexpected, but um, yeah, those were, those are the only demos that I've done. And I have, I have an eight track in my room and I do demos on that sometimes, but. um, Do you compose on the piano? I don't do it as much as I used to, and I would really like to get back into it. But yeah, I used to write strictly on piano, but I've definitely gotten more into guitar. Compose on the guitar, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're so different, huh? Yeah, very different. One you have a button for each note. The other one you got, you know, the 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 same note lives in different places. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like on my bass, that A note is on all four strings. Yeah. Even though it's the same, you know, tone. 
Yep. It sounds way different because the, does, the strings yes. are different diameter. Totally. I, I'm not as familiar with guitar, but I can imagine it sounded where you play it on the neck is a different trip. And mm-hmm. then the whole idea of a melody line versus, you know, chords hitting more than one chord. Yeah. Stuff like that. A Charlie yeah. Christian thing. Yeah. And uh, but but you were telling me you, you think of the music first and then you bring the melody and then you bring the words. Yeah, I definitely start with the riff first, and then the lyrics are last. I kind of procrastinate writing lyrics. I'm not a big fan of it. I definitely like writing riffs and melodies more, but um, yeah, lyrics are last. And did you ever write poetry when you were younger? Because some people, they bring over their poem thing over to lyrics. I did, yeah. I had a phase where I did that a lot. Okay, so you must have some little collection of works. I do. I love to write. I'm I'm definitely a big writer, but... um, yeah, and uh, lyrics, do lyrics you, uh, you know, on the leashes now, they get this voice memo thing. Are, a lot of the cats yeah. I have on the show, that's how they, yes, you know, so they don't they don't get lost to the vortex, the riffs. And I, the, yeah. I have thousands and thousands of voice memos. I love, I love my voice memos. <laughs> right, just something comes to your head and you just whoop it on and you get yep. in there. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And yeah. you've got thousands to choose from, right? Yes, yeah, so many. <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the first hour, January 11th, 2023 edition of Watt Pedro Show. Special guest, Myra Keys. Hold tight for hour two. January 11th, 2023. It's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
The difference between you and me I don't hate me Distance I constantly keep is a heavenly place for me. This momentary disbelief simply sends me to the floor. The whimpers you don't have to speak take me to a place. That I don't wanna be, but I'll break through your hard candy coating. Get down to your heart needs still beating and saying, I'm gonna love you. Between you and me, I believe in me like before. The promises you couldn't keep. Tell me time and time again, you're dead to me in this short-lived retreat. Unconsciously begs for more. Of endless repeats, take me to a place that I know you'll be. But I'll break through your hard candy coating, get down to your heart needs still beating and say. I'm gonna love you anyway. I'm gonna love you anyway. I'm gonna love you anyway. Strange. 
love the sound of thunder when it crashes. You only get to hear that when lightning flashes. I like the little sparks on your eyelashes. I could be the electricity in your room. When you break the sound barrier, you get a boom. Something good is worth being said. Don't be afraid. It's getting loud. Thunder. Broadcasting over WAM, and this comes to you direct from the Edison Studio, WAM, located at One Bond Street, Newark, operates on a frequency of 
Watch for Pedro's show. Start off the second hour with Myra Keys doing Earthwax. Then we had the Almighty Op. I'm going to love you anyway. The Bobby Lees with Strange Days. Maxine Funka, Angel. Diane Marie Clover, Thunder. And then Myra Keys again with Glitter Eyes in Bed. Now, this picture you sent me, you're playing the bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I play bass and rot. Okay. 
Ah, you sing and play bass. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. when did you get to bass? After guitar, right? After guitar, yeah. We were we were recording our EP with Rot, and we needed a bassist. So I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> I Instead it of getting a bass it. player, you'll, you'll double up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What do you, what do you think of it? Um, I, I like it. I like guitar more. It's definitely, um, easier than guitar for sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I like playing it live. Do you consider it a four string guitar? Uh, not really. I think it's. Yeah, it's me weird. either. I, I mean, I was told that when I was more young. Yeah. But as time moved on, yeah. <laughs> I found yeah. out, I discovered it's more like four string drum set. <laughs> no, because. Yeah. Uh, here's here's an example. You know, Fender makes a bass called a Fender 6 with little strings, but it's tuned down an octave just like a bass guitar. Mm-hmm. But because of them little strings, you ain't got the punch. Yeah. You know, the thud. Yeah. So it's got the low note, and it's good for doubling, especially if you want to make your guitar riff sound all big. That was mm-hmm. the trick that Aerosmith did in the 70s. Also, country guys use it with tic-tac bass. Mm-hmm. But... It don't have that punch of the big strings. So that's yeah. why I say it's more like kind of a drum set. There's something about it that's more. I yeah, mean, they're I all see. percussive, you know. And in the older days, even with the piano, they yeah. were all. Anything that wasn't a horn was in the rhythm section because the horns were so loud and there was no amplifiers yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that trip? So, so are you the kind of person who likes to talk about their songs or you say, hey. I wrote the song and I recorded it. Why do I have to talk about it? That's exactly how I feel. I'm not not a huge fan of talking okay, about. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> I was going to ask you about this earth wax. Yeah, that one that one was um, a little bit out of my comfort zone because it's just instrumental. There's no lyrics and it's yeah. di- different than the rest on the album. But yeah, I think I'm probably the most proud of that one out of all of them, just because it's different. It was fun. I got it. Man, if you to- pull out that T and H, it's earwax. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. But uh and especially in instrumental. Yeah. Titles are important. Yes. Right? Because th- there's no spiel, uh no lyric to uh yeah. no libretto. Yeah. Yeah. So all all of a sudden it defines, yeah, kind of. Or or whatever. It might be a I, I, ironic thing too. Yeah. So so like you say, you'd name these things at the end. When you, you heard this, baby, realized, mm-hmm. did you think, you know what? That's it. That's Earthwax. Yeah, Earthwax. I was, like, desperate for a title for this one. I really didn't know what to call it. Um, and Earthwax was just a little phrase that I coined, like, y- years ago. And I had it written down somewhere. And I, was, I saw it. And I was like, yep, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then glitterize in bed. Yeah. Yeah. I almost spaced and didn't put it in. Then I thought, <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there. You know, I, I put the music together ahead of time so we can spend all our focus on spiel, you know. And yeah. so and then I said, no, man, she only gave me five. You can't cut 20% out. So <laughs> I, I put it in there and I, li- you know, I listened to it again. And yeah. Trippy. Yeah. Yeah. No. What, what does glitter mean to you? Glitter means a lot of things. I love glitter. I had a cat named Glitter when I was younger, um, <laughs> and I I love wearing glitter and um, dressing in glitter. And I think that 
Glitter can mean a lot of things. Well, for me, the reason I brought up Nashi because glitter is huge. Glitter was this kind of movement. It was mainly in England more, but it's kind of the thing that came before the punk thing. Mm-hmm. Like me and D Boone, the first gig we saw was T Rex, and he was yeah, like what you I call glitter. It. They also called it glam. Yeah, glam rock. Right, and glitter, and actually, it was kind of small, right up in Hollywood, and there was more women in it than guys. Yeah, but it was still a minority thing. But that uh-huh. kind of kept it pure, I think. Yeah, and what came out of it that got popular first before the punk thing was this. It was first a play, and then it became a movie. It was called Rocky Music Horror Show. Rocky yeah. Picture Horror Show. That's yep. it. My yep. sister brought me to it. And all these people <laughs> knew the words. Actually, these are the people I saw at the first pumpkins. They're throwing <laughs> the toast. They're singing. They're the hypo yeah. squirts. They know all the They kind of took it over. Yeah. Yeah, it was a trippy thing. So uh-huh. when I – yeah, so it, it has a special meaning for me because uh, – Yeah. That, that – yeah. So, look. We've run out of Myra Key tunes, so we're going to play some uh, some rot. But I got a, qu- a couple questions I'll ask you after. But let's play Drawn Board.
Watford Pedro show. That chunk of music started off with Rot doing Drawing Board. Then Al Margolis, Chester, New York, with 2 slash 23 22 slash 22. So maybe February 23rd, 11 months ago, Bert here. Casio. Yeah, this lace release he had. Two big Casio tunes. Played one last edition. Then Sam Lock Ward out of Iowa City with Sunday. Even though it's Wednesday. Sorry, Sam. Ray Shin out of Reno with Lisa V in the Cathedral of Learning. And finally, Rod again with Festering. <laughs> That's an image. <laughs> what Before I get more on to Rod, uh, trippy about how Renaissance and Resurrection and Girl reimagine these re-things, right? Yeah. Like kind of wise beyond your years. You're already like looking back. You're re, re-evaluating things. <laughs> Did you notice that or it was just the way it happened? Uh, I definitely noticed it and I didn't like it at first. I wanted to change the titles because I, you know, there's two songs starting with R and two start, songs starting with G and they're like the exact same letters, number of letters. And it like, they're very even and I kind of hated it, but I think that the way that they are mapped out on the album, it kind of works now and I'm, I'm, I'm happy with where they sit. So. Yeah. And I mean, you don't like talking about the songs, but maybe why can't you have retrospect and stuff when you're still a teenager? (laughs) (laughs) Actually you're, you're kind of ahead of the game, right? Because there's going to be all kinds of that middle. life. Wow. Okay. Okay. It, it just it puts a whole thing when you told me your age, you know, some people are like that, you know, uh, it's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. It's like, uh, you got a head start on us because we're yeah. all, they say <laughs> a youth gets wasted on the young, you know, but if, if there's somebody right in the moment analyzing, really, yeah. trippy, really trippy. So you just didn't like the way the, the letters look the same and the starting with the same, but to, yeah, to I, me, I the meanings it. are kind of close too. Yeah, they are for sure. Now, uh, you think sometimes you end up doing reruns? No. Every song has its own life, right? Yeah, for sure. I think that um, it's important that every song is different, but they also need to feel cohesive. You know, I think if I create a body of work that doesn't feel cohesive, I'm ultimately not happy with it. I think that cohesion is one of the most important things for me. So uh, you're kind of your worst critic? I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> of course, with... You know, uh, Myra Key stuff. You're the you're the decider. Yeah. Now, when you bring yeah. some uh, Ella, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. When you bring something to Ella, now it's a little different, right? For a rot song. Yeah, it's definitely different. Um, I don't know. It's it's not like I go in writing like I'm writing for rot or I'm writing for myself. But oh, really? Um, you don't? Not really. No. Okay. Okay. Um, because I was going to ask you: Is there stuff you can do with as Michelle Keys? Michelle, yeah, of course, that's another fucking person. As Myra Keys, that you can't do as Rot, because with Rot, right, you got to make Ella happy yeah. too. With uh, yeah. Myra Keys, you only have to make Myra Keys happy. Yeah, it's it's very different. Rot is very collaborative, you know. All three of us are very involved in the writing. And, ah, um, three? Who's the third? Her name's Luck. She's our drummer. Oh, and, and, and but she's newer, right, because you said you changed drummers? Yeah, she joined us in July of this year, last year. Did you have a lady on drums before that? 
No, we had a guy initially. Okay. Yeah. You think that makes a difference? It's much better. I love <laughs> I love being an all girl band. It's a lot of fun. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of bands I I know that had all women, but the the, the drummer would be a guy like uh, that yeah. uh, Petra's band with her sisters. Uh, that yeah. dog was like that with Tony. Uh -huh. Yeah, maybe Belly, maybe a few a few bands like that. What, like what, like physically, but women can be f fucking righteous drummers. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. much respect. Look, uh, we're at the end of the second hour, January eleventh, twenty twenty three edition. Wap Peter, so special guest, Myra Keys. Hold tight for hour three. January eleventh, twenty twenty three. It's the third hour of the Wap from Pedro show. <laughs> Constellation Oh, I'm shaking home Could you fake an abrasion When I'm the embodiment I let my fear steer my vessel Oh, please take me out Could you see my knees are heavy My fish aids over now
Rot for Pedro show. Start off the third hour with Rot and people. R-A-W-T. Don't confuse it. That other <laughs> word. <laughs> that other word is closer to that festering. So, yeah, that was opening. And then we had uh, Victoria Shen. She's in a big festival in Norway right now. This is part two of eight, Red Breast. Anna Buttress. Buttress. Sorry, New Zealand, I think. This lady, incredible on bass. Mike Baguetta just did some gigs with her. Super lucrative as a tune. And then Tom gave me this. He uh, did a collab with uh, some people in Europe. And this fucking band, proj name has like 30 letters in it. And the tune's <laughs> called Das Duas Tres. It's Duas Semi Col Chiesin Vertitas. Yeah, whatever the fuck. <laughs> Just look at the playlist, people. Because <laughs> I don't mean to ruin anybody's language, including my own. <laughs> Terrible. Ben Shemi after that with part one of The Tower. Noisuka with Marching into the Future. And then Rod again with Burn Butter. Yeah. But missing the E. So it's yeah. kind of a butter, people. <laughs> so uh, now, now, would you say it's 50-50 with the singing in Rod? Uh, it's actually a little bit more Ella than me. I, I kind of tend to back off. Well, well what, what I'm wondering is, how's it decided who's going to sing? Um, now, like, she mainly sings all of it just because I want her to, and I'm not a huge fan of singing live while playing bass, but um, it used to be just like if she wrote the song, she'd sing it. And that, that's it. what I was going to ask you, whoever, because I know who's could do when they all three, even Greg Norton sang, if you wrote yeah. the words, you had to sing them. Yeah. Because <laughs> they didn't want to sing some other dude's words, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Rot's kind of the same thing. It's, you know, it is tough playing bass and singing because usually the bass lines don't go with the melody line up. Yes. It's definitely, it was a learning curve for sure. It took me a and, while. And, to get and how do you, you know what? I've never figured it out. What, I, what I've had to do is just force the issue. You just prack and prack and prack where you don't have to, because you can't think one or the other. There's no No. way of organizing it, right? No, not at all. You just got to force the ambidextrous thing on Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough, people. But after a while, you kind of just, I I think you hammer it into your muscle memory. You get it out of your thinking memory, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right, right, right. And is that base in the picture, that's your base? Yeah, it's my base. It's a Spectre? It's a, oh God, what is it? It's what? an Ibanez. It's an Ibanez. Ibanez, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. And uh, yeah, Watt knows only Fenders. <laughs> <laughs> no, but these, these new, these new bases are neat and uh, really yeah. good sound and uh, good to play. Yeah. And uh, uh, was that the first base you bought? Yeah, that was the first one. Wow, and you still got it. Yeah, good. You know, so many people get into this gear thing. If I only had the right gear. I know, I know it. And that's one (laughs) of the things I liked about the movement because people used whatever they had because that's all they had. Yeah. And because it it gets a little fetish. Yeah. I'll tell you, Myra, I'll I'll put a picture of a friend or something. They'll talk about the amplifier he's carrying. What (laughs) model? Yeah, they won't talk about the guy. I, I use a... I, for New Year's, I used a watch, uh, two watches, like one I was going to, it looked like I was going to dump the toilet, for a metaphor. No, they get in on the model of the watch I'm using. They miss <laughs> the whole point. Like, you're a poet, so you know the idea of metaphor and allegory, yeah, right? Yeah, But getting so hung up on the gear. Yeah. Right? 
Okay, let's play some more. Uh, this reminds me of a Funkadelic song, uh, right? Hit me. Rot. Yeah. Like a 
Holy Father, you've lost your innocence like a misplaced orphan daughter.
Well, Skinny Jack's walking down a railway track. He says I won't be coming back. I wanna leave all the ways of men done me wrong time and time again. Taking all I can take till I can't take anymore. Big trouble comes in through a small Good life that I just couldn't keep. Fast talking sons of bitches stole away all my riches. It's cold out there on the killing floor. Big troubles come in through a small door. Yes, I do. Now in a world built on competition. Is a gun full of ammunition, and as your hopes and dreams get bigger, stick you up and pull the trigger. No rest for the weary, no rest for the poor. Big trouble.
show last music for this edition start that chunk off with rot doing hit me and i was thinking of funkadelic right uh if you hear any noise it's just me and the boys hit me you gotta hit the band yeah that's what i was thinking but then you know pat bandatar just turned 70 and off-air people has enlightened myra to uh yeah hit me with your best shot <laughs> I like this uh, rot tune better. Although the lady can sing. And she just turned seven, right? Then we had Tim Hill with the Irish Sea. Tom Hall with Stolen Time Left Behind. Garrett T. Caps in NASA Country with Traveling Days. Lum and the Texas Homewreckers. It was actually out in Fukuoka, Japan. But I think the dude is, uh, what do you call it? Expat? Expatriate? From uh, Portland. Oregon. Uh, port side people, not starboard, not Maine. Both are good towns. And uh, and then Big Trouble comes through a small door from Jeb Lloyd Nichols. Finally, tell us what you think. Yes. Right. And and I love the way it's not just what you think, it's think exclamation mark. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like it's almost a demand. Yeah. So, 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 Myra, what's your next plans? I'm working on another album. I'm going in the studio this weekend, actually, and starting starting a new project. So I'm very excited about it. Now, is this Rod or is it Myra Keys? It's Myra Keys. All right. Okay. Wow. Okay. So yeah. you like this little EP, and you want to like keep going with it? Yes, I'm very excited to continue. How, how do you think it'll be different? Well, it'll be second um, time, I'm, so you have it, more experience. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit more planned and organized this time, and I think I'm going to get some drums in there, a little more percussive. Um, yeah, I'm going to branch out a little bit. Are you going to use the rock drummer? or? Yes, that's that's the yeah, intent. Yeah, yeah. Great. 
Yeah, so there is there's no competitions. Look look no. can uh do you have your own website? I don't have a website now. One day you will. It's like having your own <laughs> fanzine. <laughs> but you probably uh put up flyers, uh staple them up on those corporate telephone poles, right? Yeah, yeah, I get the word out. Everybody out. does. Everybody does. <laughs> so people use search engines and look for Myra Keys. It's M Y R No. Did I spell that right? M Y R A K E Y E S. Yes. Yes. And uh, use the search engines like that and find her and find yep. the music. So it's coming this weekend. Now, do you have the batch of tunes ready? Or are you going to write in the studio? I have about five songs ready to go, but I'll probably be writing more for sure. Because you want to make a full length. Yeah, that's the goal. And you know about vinyl, right? You don't want to go more than 20 minutes aside or the bass gets little. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, nope. because the grooves, right? They get too close to each other. Yeah, all right. Now, you could do it with CDs, no problem. I think you can go yeah. to like 80 minutes with those guys. But with cool. the, with the vinyl, you don't want to go more than 20 minutes aside or they get on a 12-inch oh. 33 because, yeah, they get too close together. Yeah. They have to turn the bass down and stuff. <laughs> we don't want to do that. And that. Also, also, not being selfish, but that kick drum. Yeah. Same thing, right, right. That's why I always <laughs> think about these bands that, don't carry a bass player. It's like, whoa, more room in the boat, but that yeah. poor, lonely kick drum. <laughs> it breaks my heart and stuff. And uh, uh, Okay, so you got half the tunes, and you're going to try to realize half of them. That's kind of neat. It's yeah. like you want something spontaneous. Yeah, I do. I think a lot of good comes from when things aren't fully planned out. Right, right. And these five that you got, you didn't demo or something. You just got the chords down in the words and yeah i have the ideas in my head so hopefully i'll be able to translate them all right so you didn't make little uh you said you had an eight track at your pad so you didn't use that I do, yeah yeah uh, i use it sometimes it's kind of complicated but no <laughs> but try. for this this project here no and, not for and, these songs and, it's going to be in portland what's the studio yeah it's called jackpot studio um my engineer is named kendra she's really great and yeah it's a it's a super cool studio have you used before? Yeah, it's the same place. I oh, recorded. same pad. Okay, okay. Yeah. And Kendra, does she play too? I'm not sure. Her name's Kendra Lynn. She's been an engineer for... I just uh, asked that because there's so many people now that also play and record. Yeah, I'm not sure about her, but... Okay, maybe. okay. I was, I was just curious. And, and, yeah. and is it going to be self-produced or co-produced? Yeah, it's just, just me and her in the studio, so... Oh, wow. Yeah. And is, you're going to try to get it all done in two days? No. Fat <laughs> 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 uh, chance, right? <laughs> okay. And uh, when did you, when do you graduate? I graduate in June. In June. So. Okay. So yeah. Do you have plans for higher education in music? Um, I'm definitely going to go to college. I don't know if I'll study music formally, but I definitely. Definitely want to be around music for sure and continue doing what I'm doing. And, uh, but do you want to make a little time for tour? I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> what about the other rock members? They got windows of opportunity? Yeah, they do. You know, uh, our drummer, I feel like every drummer is in a lot of different bands, so she's she's very busy. Well, that, but, and uh, that's how you keep good, too, right? You keep the chops yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't use it, you lose it. Yes. That's what I hear. Look, Myra... Can I ask you a favor? When you get done with this new album, can you come uh -huh. back on the show and we can play oh, it and absolutely. talk about it? I'm, I would love to. I'm putting to. the invite out now. No pressure. 
<laughs> when you get it done, please bring. Yeah, I totally will. Okay. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you again, Alex, for making that connecting. Good luck okay. with your new recording. Thank you. People, it's been the January 11, 2023 edition of Watt from Pedro. So keep your 